0: You know, you brought up the word control, control what you can control.
1: And we talked a lot about that to our guys. Hey, what can we control? Welcome back to the Mac podcast, where we talk about everything about leadership, business, real estate, and entrepreneurship, where we always challenge conventional thinking. Um, Guys, if you're tired of just Doing the same old, same old, and you want to break free and unfollow the herd, then you are in the right podcast. And I'm super ecstatic about our guest today, um, and because uh, we're going to learn a ton about leadership and and some resilience uh, through coaching. So, uh, guys, he's entering his 10th season as the UND football coach. He also was an assistant, which I did know, from 1989 all the way to 03 with that football program. Uh, he's a true leader of our football organization and throughout like our entire community and why he was able to join me today. Um, I love that he loves to have fun. I'm excited to have him. Uh, Bubba Schweiger. thank you for being on, man. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah, no, we're we're just gonna we're gonna go wherever we want to go in this, and so uh, that's the whole point here. But uh, we're going to talk some football. But I want to, you know, it's off season right now. We don't want to talk football the whole time. Um, and uh, what are you guys doing right now? Well, first of all, Mark, you know what we uh, do at UND football? We never say we're
0: in the off season. Oh, all right. So our players know that. If they ever say, "Hey, coach, it's off season," I say. Well, no, really, we have the regular season, then we have the winter season, which is training, then we have the spring season, and then the summer season. Mm. Now, do we take time off? Yes, but we're always in some type of season. And uh, it's just one of my things that I try to get the guys in a frame of mind that you're never really totally off when yeah. you're doing this college football thing. But we have a
1: lot of fun with it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just had Josh uh, Navertil on, and he, wow, what... He's mowing the lawns. I'm, I'm like, well, working out and trying to get the right you know, the right diet figured out and training people at the gym. Uh, man, he's not on off-season. I say, like, you're busy.
0: Yeah, uh, what a great young person to have in our program. And I think we have a lot of those great young people in our program, and we always uh, talk about it as a staff as you're building a football program. You know, you win games with good players, but you win championships with really good people. Wow. And he's one of those guys. You know, he's just got a vision of what he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Wants to be a leader. He's really great in the weight room. He's improved so much since he got here. You know, he was one of those guys that really had about one Division One offer, mm. and we felt like we saw something in him that other people weren't seen in him and just an awesome, awesome person to have in our program and and just keeps getting better and better each and every year. And hard to believe he's in his last year of competition. You know, with the COVID year, there might be a possibility of going on, but some of these guys get to a point,
1: you know, in their education and want to get out and get started with the rest of their life. Yeah, no, he he inspired me. I was like, man, a young kid, obviously, yeah, hit the COVID year, which I'm sure was, I mean, he didn't play, he said, for so long that you you lose on what you know. And, and I'm sure during COVID it was uh, interesting to be a head coach and even be a player. Yeah, just to keep the guys
0: interested. You know, we <clears throat> had trained that summer. Well, first of all, going back to the spring, you know, we just ended spring ball like – we, uh, we're done guys you're heading home. And then, uh, we get them back in the summertime and then to share the news with them that we weren't going to have a fall season, that was really tough. You know, the guys put so much time mm. and effort into preparing for the season that it was devastating. And then, you know, our commissioner asked our programs and administration, hey, Pull your guys. See if they want to play in the spring. And our guys wanted to play. Dang. Just wanted to play. They just want to play football. And we knew there were going to be some challenges to that spring season and then having another season shortly after that. Mm -hmm. But let's let the guys play. They prepare so hard for games. And that spring, we had a lot of fun. And Josh was really having a great spring that year.
1: That was kind of his breakout season. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. No, he's a great kid. I, how, how did you, you know, as a leader going into COVID, something like that, you know, we, we were pretty like resilient in our construction company. We tried to like muscle through it. Obviously you can't do that within the football program. Uh, you're controlled by outside, you know, outside things. Like how do you, what do you tell these kids?
0: You know, you brought up the word control, control what you can control. Mm. We talked a lot about that to our guys hey what can we control we're gonna have parameters how we gotta go about this you know we had testing we had wearing masks at practice we had Mm -hmm. wearing coaches wearing masks you know and i really like to coach without sunglasses without a mask because i want guys to be able to see my face you know so they can read body language and Mm -hmm. and so there are a lot of different challenges throughout that time but really just to have them Get in that frame of mind. We're going to control what we can control. You know, I really felt for some of our guys with the quarantine. We had one young man that quarantined three different times for 14 days. Oh, my gosh. And he's still here with us. I'm just, like, so proud of him, how that was his first year and his first exposure to UND football really was through the COVID summer and, and just he hung in there and fought through it and really stayed focused. And so that was really the message. And we somehow got through it, and we don't want to go through it again. But I think we learned some things overall as a football program that we can really take on challenges that are outside of our control, and we we can mature from it and get better from it.
1: Yeah, well, but it's... Uh, yeah, if you can get your players resilient through that, I think there's about anything now, it's like... Because these guys are working hard. Like, they were telling me their 6 a.m. workout routines and things that they have to do. These guys work. Yeah. You know, Mark, I changed my line years ago when uh, I was
0: fortunate enough to be named the head coach here. I remember I was using the phrase to the guys, it's not that hard. You know, it's not that hard. But now I talked to them about it's simple but not easy. The plan is simple, how you get better and what you need to do. It really is, Mm -hmm. you know, to be disciplined and to get to those 6 a.m. workouts and be early and really prepare and get yourself in the right frame of mind. And then you got practices, you have school, you know, you have personal relationships that you're dealing with. So, uh, but... You know, you make a lot of sacrifices, and it's simple. You know what you have to do, but it's not easy. So I don't use that. It's not that hard. I tell them it's not easy, guys. You chose to do this. Yeah. You chose to be here. We chose to have you here. Let's make it work. Let's stick to a plan and keep getting better and get this program growing, which we want it to grow, and we believe we can win an FCS championship here
1: in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and at the University of North Dakota. Yeah, let's go. Jeez. That was good. I uh, well, how so? How do you how did you lead yourself all into coaching? How do you uh, what's the story? Where where'd you grow up? And like, why did you decide coaching is it?
0: Yeah, I grew up in small town, North Dakota, Zealand, North Dakota. About three hundred people. Oh, we had eighty in our top four grades in high school. Seventeen in my class. I was from a family of six boys, no girls, and sports was a big part of our family. Mm -hmm. In small town, we didn't have a pool. So obviously we weren't good at swimming, but we, uh, it was a big baseball town. Okay. And we played a lot of baseball and we had a tradition of winning baseball teams from amateur to Babe Ruth. And, oh, wow. And we played that for a long time. And then, uh, we started a football program in Zealand, Bill Bonesack. He's still coaching track out at, uh, Mayville Portland. Yeah. Retired teacher. He got the football program going in the early 70s. And it just really was a sport that our our community really was drawn to. And we by nineteen seventy four we were playing for conference championships and a good nine man conference. And then Leo updahl my high school coach, by the way, just played with him in a golf scramble. Uh, this week, which was awesome to get back with him and, and spend an afternoon playing golf. And, but he took our program to another level and we won state championships in 77 and 78 and nine man in North Dakota. And, uh, just awesome, awesome experience. And, but a big sports town, it was a big deal. A lot of things in those small towns just revolve around the school and the activities. Mm Mm-hmm. So did that, but our family was involved in music and sports. And in those small towns, we kind of had, a, we wouldn't had anything if we wouldn't had a lot of people involved in a lot of things. So right. No specialization in Zealand. We went from football to basketball and wrestling to
1: oh, wow. baseball. And, well, you needed everybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, we had like one year, we had 35 boys in high school and I believe 31 were out for football. Wow. So... Uh, It was a big deal to be part of those things. And then I went on to Jamestown College and had a really good college experience. I played football and baseball there. And my college football coach was the one that convinced me to get into coaching. He just grabbed me my last year and said, what do you think you're going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to be an accountant. He goes, you ever think about coaching? And I said, yeah, I have. And he said, you really want to be an accountant? I said, well, I just took it and got through it. And I haven't thought much about being an accountant. And he said, I think you should coach. And he gave me an opportunity to coach at Jamestown. Oh, really? And that's how this thing took off. So what were you coaching? Coaching football. My fifth year, I was a student coach because I went, I came back because I knew I wanted to coach and teach then. So I had to come back and student teach. So I student taught at Jamestown High School, but Uh, helped coach the college team. And then after I graduated, there was an admissions opening at Jamestown. Wow. It's the University of Jamestown now, so I was on the admissions staff and coached uh, football and baseball there for four years, and then wow. Rob Bollinger, former offensive coordinator here, yeah. contacted me and got me involved in up here. I re- interviewed to be a graduate coach with Roger Thomas, and that really changed my thinking about coaching college football I know I loved it at Jamestown but here it took it to another level because I spent a lot of time learning and coaching because that's all I did was go to grad classes and break down film and oh really try to be a sponge and learn from all these great guys I was around Dale Lennon Rob Bollinger Jeff Tesh Roger Thomas several others on the, those staffs yeah I, I learned a lot in that graduate year and then was fortunate to stay on as an assistant and just kept learning all that those
1: 1989 years. about where you, i mean you yeah. just stayed on for a long time
0: yeah i was here for 15 years as an assistant and uh, it was really tough to leave because i i love this place i really do and, yeah but was fortunate enough to get the head coaching job at minnesota duluth but uh I tell this story over and over, a grown man driving down Highway 2 crying. I didn't want to leave, but I just knew if I ever wanted to be in this chair, I had to go out and get some head coaching experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, Loved Duluth. They were very good to me. They were those people and good place to live mm-hmm. and, and was there a short time and then went on to Southern Illinois. Dale Lennon called me on Christmas Eve during the day, and I thought, oh, Coach Lennon's going to call me and say Merry Christmas. He said, Bub, I'm going to take the Southern Illinois job. You want to come down and be the defense coordinator? And I had about two days to think about it. Really a good experience. And working for, I'd I probably never taken it, but working for a guy like Dale Lennon is really special. Yeah. He's such a good person and knows how to treat people and treats his players very well and motivates them and gets a lot out of his, his team, so joined him down there for six years and then was fortunate enough to get this
1: opportunity as the head coach at the University of North Dakota. Jace. That's that's an awesome story. So in the in the in the coaching world, like you were you pushing to go up to the next level? Like were you applying or like I don't know how that works in the coaching world. Um, you know, yeah. or do you just get cited from Yeah, I think you know, a lot of it's
0: like everything. You develop ties. Okay. Professional ties, going to Conventions and going for professional development. You know, I never wanted my coaching resume to look like some other people's resumes, you know, and, and it's all good. You can do it how you want to do it, but I, I never wanted to be one of these guys two years here, two years there. I wanted to develop relationships and really get to know people, and truthfully, I thought I'd be at Duluth a lot longer than mm-hmm. we were, you know. Laura and I she convinced me we need to remodel this house and we have a really nice kitchen and it, we didn't get to use it very much because <laughs> we were gone about, oh, less than a year later. Oh, wow. Um, but if, like I said, if it wouldn't have been a guy I knew and really respected like Dale Lennon, I don't know if I would have taken off and left uh, that job at Duluth. But, you know, I wasn't a guy that really wanted to move and I I just... Small town guy, yeah. when I'm at a spot, uh, you know, you can get comfortable and I like some things comfortable, yet I know to grow in a profession, you got to get uncomfortable. Uh, but I, you know, and some guys, I look at some resumes and I, I'm they've made it to the highest level of coaching, but I, I'm not really envious of them mm-hmm. because I think coaching is coaching uh, as long as you're able to mentor young people and have a positive effect on their lives I think it's really worth it and I've seen a lot of guys do that my college football coach was one of them you know 37 years at one place and wow I've seen other guys stay at one place a long time and there's something special about that now I I think I had to move and leave UND to get this opportunity Mm -hmm. and, and I really like this FCS level I think there's a chance to have a good balance yet in your life and you know, but other people that go to FBS level, that's great for them. And, you know, I probably didn't have that opportunity. And if I would have had that opportunity, I'd have had a decision to make and and it's all good. It's all good as long as you really keep it in perspective. And, you know, it it is about winning. We want to win games and yeah. championships, but you also want to do a good job of leading people and having a positive impact on their life.
1: Yeah. Is that what you love about coaching?
0: I do. I think that's what really has kept me in it this long because um, it's simple but not easy. You know, you make a lot of sacrifices. Yeah. Um, You know, the, the hard part is your family, you know, makes a lot of sacrifices. And one of the hard things about coaching, like during the season, we spend more time with other people's kids than we do mm. with our own. And that's why I re- like to be thoughtful about our coaching schedule and, hey guys, let's get our work done and see if we can get out of here. You know, there's so many long hour guys and I and there are some ne- times long hours are really necessary if you wanna do well. But I think you gotta keep constantly looking for ways to be efficient. Mm. Let's just not say we're working long hours to work long hours. Let's yeah. make sure we're being productive.
1: Yeah. I uh, I think that's the best mentality you can have. I think you stay you said it a few times now by keeping it simple. I mean, what 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 you're doing like you said is not it's hard but it's not sophisticated. It's 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 just mentally. Like what they can do all do it physically. These are football play these are players, right? Athletes. They, but the mental game is probably what battles most of them. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, the mental game, sticking with it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be some failure involved. Right. Uh, there's going to be some days you don't maybe feel like the working out. You don't feel like practicing, but, uh, you know, you try to tell them at the end of it. I don't think anybody ever regret, regrets this. And whether you're in football or whatever, does anybody regret ever going in and getting a exercise or a good workout? When you're done, it, yeah. it just feels right. yeah. And same thing goes for practice. You know, we tell our guys, hey, this is your opportunity. You're playing a game that you love, that a lot of people don't get this opportunity because, mm-hmm. you know, there's about 4% of the high school players go on to play college football. Is? Wow. You know, there it just isn't a high percentage. And you get to do this. You get to do it. And you got to approach it that way. And I know you probably aren't up to it some days, but let's find a way to have some energy some excitement. Cause after you're done with it, you're going to say that was really good. Yeah. This was a fun part of my day.
1: Yeah. I loved how you said that. Cause you don't, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to go work out. You don't have, but we get to. Yeah. And, and I, I don't get to, I, I, I didn't have a chance to play D1 football. I'd have been, you know, it's like, but these players that do, you gotta, yeah, you gotta appreciate what you can take. Sure. And, and there's other things that I'm good at that, you know, I, I get to do it every day. So I love doing it. Right Um. What, uh, so you see like in, uh, I don't know. I just see like these high school coaching programs and, and, you know, growing up now you got like parents getting into the battles of these things. And what, how do you, you know, it's probably less at the college level that you're at now. Um, but what, you know, what are some of those challenges? You know, you got outside noise that constantly, whether it's media, now you have media instead of parents, <laughs> you know, that, that are out to get you on your every little move. Right. How do you, you know, how do you just, how do you face some of them challenges? How do you yeah. block it out?
0: Yeah. And social media yeah. is, um, you know, really hard. It's probably harder on the families and the coaches. Okay. I'll be honest, you know, um, try to really um, encourage family members, just don't even go on and because mm. people are going to be critical. Yeah. The good thing about sports is people care. The bad thing about sports is people care about the results mm. and you aren't always in full control of the results you know it yet you know i try to um, balance if people are critical hey take a look at it maybe they're making a good point but you can't get tied up in it you really got to be confident in the plan that you put together you got to be confident in how you go about your day-to-day work because mm-hmm. um, you know, the one thing that comes down to obviously in coaching, and, uh, you know, I think it, it has really entered into it because uh, parents are really involved like they've never been involved with travel teams and mm-hmm. investing a lot of dollars in trying to get their kids an opportunity after high school. And that's all good if it gets kept in the proper perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, just like if, if I ever, um, you know, get a concern from a parent, I go, hey, I'm, I'm willing to talk to you about the welfare of your child at any time. Because we made a deal with you. We're going to take care of him. We're going to teach him to be responsible and held, hold him accountable to do his job to the best of his ability. But we also want him to be safe. And we're going to do that. Now, when it comes to playing time, I go, we make those decisions because we evaluate everything. I mean, we record drills in practice. Oh, wow. We record one-on-one. We record small group stuff. We record the 11-on-11 stuff, and we're constantly evaluating it. That's why football takes so many hours, football coaching. You watch so much video, and you're constantly evaluating. And then I try to explain them, you know, In the end, our job is to put the best product on the field Mm -hmm. to win football games. That is really a big part of our job. That's why we get hired to do this. As long as we're not paying attention to outside noise that doesn't do that, we're doing a a very good job because there's so many influences. (laughs) Yet, I, I try to... I try to pay attention to some critics. Hey, maybe they got something here.
1: Oh, okay.
0: okay. Try to have some thick skin um, and listen to it. But when it comes sometimes, you know, and I'm a parent, and we just got to understand parents are biased. Mm-hmm. You want what's best for your son or daughter. And that's awesome. And we want our parents to support their son and daughter. And we want to love them and hug them when it's tough because it's tough at times. Yep. And we want to do the same thing. But in the end... We say, you know what, we really do all the evaluating and we're going to put the best people out there to try to win football games. Mm -hmm. And you know what, if you could tell your son this when it comes to our program, do your best so you're ready for your opportunity, because we talk Mm -hmm. about that all the time. You got to stay positive because when that opportunity comes, if you aren't positive and ready, you missed an opportunity. Mm So that's how we handle it, and I know it's hard though because people really care about the results of sports and want want what's best for their kid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you got like I said, you you probably even now yeah, have media and, and social media can be uh, harmful. It's good that you you know it, it's probably good that you listen to some of the bad and and it's like okay, here's what they're saying, um, and uh, here's what we can do about it. We made the right decisions. I'm I'm sure as coaches, you I mean. It's just got to be hard it's a mindset thing i was i always I always kind of think and i I just want to know this as a coach's perspective and I'm going to switch gears on only a little bit here, but these kickers right you talk about outcomes <laughs> and it all rides on their foot and it, they could be point blank or sixty yards out, whatever it is obviously, the closer the more pressure that gets on them to make a field goal kick to win the game. What what are some of these kickers taught? Like you know, because it's such a mindset game. These yeah. guys physically can do kick the ball from sixty yards, right? They can. It's just mindset. It, you said it, <laughs> mindset.
0: And our special teams coach Sean Costage does a okay. great job. He coaches those kickers and punters and specialists. Oh. those guys are very well coached and really challenged to be great at their job. And it's really, like, let's talk about the field goal. It's really a 1.3 second operation time. Okay. 1.2, 1.3, let's call it that. Okay. So snap, hold, kick. And no matter what the situation, if you can get your guys to focus on that process, which they've done over and over and over, and just do that, you're going to get really good results. If you start thinking about, oh, other things, that's when it can go stray a little bit. It's no different than a golfer. Yeah, it's very similar. I love it. I love it when our guys go out and golf. I think it can really teach them mental discipline yeah. and mm-hmm. and keep them calm. And you know, our offensive line coach has a great great saying. He goes, "There's the difference between." pressure and stress stress is when you're not prepared pressure is a big time moment that you're prepared for Mm. and can be great that's awesome there's no different with the specialists there really shouldn't be pressure or a stress but there's some pressure and just focus on the 1.3 seconds and do your job and we live with it then
1: yeah. Just do it to the best of your ability. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Uh, well, I always think when you, what happens if you lose the kicker? Lose his mindset. He's just he, he's missed three in a row. You're on the three yard line. You got you're down by two. We got to make it. We got it. We got to yeah. do a field goal. What you know? What do you What do you tell him? How How do you position his mindset? Is Is someone working him uh, with him? You know? Yeah. So I have a little perspective of that because I kicked. In college. Okay. Oh, here we go.
0: I didn't know that. I also played, you know, I played defensive back, but also was a kicker. And, you know, but I was old fashioned, straight toe, shoe, oh, straight on okay. kicker, you know, so one of those old fashioned guys. But I, it gives me a perspective what the kicker's going through a bit. Mm-hmm. Now for me, I think it was a little bit easier because I was also playing another position and I didn't have all that time just to sit and wait. Mm. You know, and I, one thing I think that's... Uh, Particularly hard on a kicker is like when you score on defense
1: mm. and he's
0: got to go out and kick the extra point. There's no time to prepare. Yet sometimes that's the best thing for them. They just go out and do their job. You know, There's okay. no buildup. But we try to, you know, you try not to talk to them any differently no matter what the situation is in the game than you do early in the game, late in the mm-hmm. game. Just do your job. Yeah. Go out there and do it. We got confidence in you. We do talk to them before the game. We really know about the range. They feel comfortable. Okay. Going into the wind with the wind. At the Alara Center, much easier. No wind. right. So we pretty much know their range going into the game. Uh, We'll talk to them about, like, if we're going to run the ball to get one, you know, to run the clock down. Mm. Hey, which hash do you like it on? Oh, yeah. You know, we chart this throughout the year for them, so they might... Like it on the right hash more than the left. Okay, all those things help
1: the guy. Yeah. So you try to
0: help them, and it's all about preparation. Yeah. Preparation, and you know sometimes you can't control that. It ended up on the wrong hash. Then you just go go do your thing. Yeah. You know, and the college game, kicking is harder than any other game. You know, in the NFL, their goalposts are the same width as college, yet but their hashes are tighter. Mm. So they don't deal with as tough an angle. Okay. In college, the hashes are wider. wider. High school they're wider, but the goalposts are also wider. Mm. So in the college game, it it's difficult because they have the tougher angles.
1: Yeah. Well, I I mindset without a doubt. I, I think I like how you resorted to the golf, because that's what it is. You could see a golf guy break down on the <laughs> on a hole or whatever. <laughs> and and all these golfers, I just would think the kickers have like mindset coaches. It's like But a lot of times they'll they'll sit on the sidelines by themselves or they'll, you know, probably for a reason to keep their mindset kind of focused on what they're doing. I I don't really know, but I just know they got to be challenged.
0: You know, our specialists have really created a a great bond. And I think Sean does a good job of creating that by having them do a lot of film watching together, doing, you know, so it's the snapper, holder, kickers, punters. Yeah. And they... They have their group. They have position meetings like like every other position group, and we don't treat them any differently. They condition like everybody else. They're in the weight room like everybody else. Their workouts might be a little bit differently tailored to their skills that they're developing, but you got to have them really into their job and knowing how important they are to the team. And and our kickers gain a lot of respect because our – our team sees them working hard and doing the agility drills and yeah. doing all that, and it's great
1: for them. Oh yeah, it really is. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, uh, and and they shouldn't be treated any different. They need to make tackles too for some reason. They sure do. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not, but right? but they are the last chance out there. Um, what? Do you, how, how about some of these new players you get in? Because you you constantly. You know, you're losing players. Um, players have been along with the team for a while, or they move on, or they go to the NFL, into the draft, whatever it is. You got these new, new younger players coming in, and i I don't know that they all come in with egos. I don't know. I don't know what that's like, but you're constantly, you know, infiltrated with these new players. And how do you? You know what I mean? What what's their impression? What you know, they they got a first impression with you of course when they enter. You know, what how do you how do you approach that and and you know, if you see something in them or you don't.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, so it begins in the recruiting process. Okay. You know, obviously you're recruiting guys that are the best players on their high school teams. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to start coaching them then. Hey, once again, it's simple but not easy. We see a lot of Potentialing you a bright future. Uh, we we talked to uh, those young people about coming in here and competing for playing time. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about giving them a starting job, things like that. Now, obviously, they can see our depth chart and see more opportunity at some time in the program. But we have 28 new guys coming in this summer. Wow. We had some transfers join us in the spring. And that's a little different dynamic than these first-year guys. But, you know, they report uh, we had a couple start with us right away, the guys that were real local, start working out with the guys. And I think just integrating them into the program and getting them around the other guys, that can be, you know, intimidating (laughs) because you're with 23-year-old. Some guys are close to 24 years old at the end of their college career, and you're coming in at 18 and and – You're just getting started. And then we had um, seven others report a couple Sundays ago, and they're working out with our team, and then the rest of them will all be in on July 10th working out with the team. So that really helps to get them in working out before we actually uh, practice. But to handle it, you know, we really look them in the eye and tell them how we feel. Hey, here's where we see you. Here's what you need to do to get better. And I think some of that process takes care of itself. You know, mm-hmm. I talked to um, guys about this. I'm mm-hmm. really blunt. Hey, just keep quiet and work hard and and these upperclassmen are gonna respect you. Yeah. You know, I don't really like that line about, hey, somebody isn't respecting me, because that's earned. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't expect these new players to respect me or any old players to respect me. They I gotta earn it. Yeah, From, you know the the title. Sometimes the title doesn't matter. Go and earn the respect, and, yeah. and work hard, and and be true to yourself. And what you say, you got to do. But people are watching. They're gonna oh, yeah. watch what you do more than than listen to what you say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, go out there and earn it. Be humble and 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 keep your head down. I'm I'm sure it's challenging for some. Like you said, some of these athletes are the best at their high school. I'm sure, and then they they enter these this workout facility with these 23 year olds that have been working out <laughs> every day now yeah. for, for years. And, uh, I'm sure it's humbling for them. Um, what's the success rate of these players entering? What, you know, if you enter 28, you know, I don't know if there's a statistic that you would yeah. hold to,
0: you know, uh, you know, it's a little different. Um, you know, we used to, I've been coaching a long time. We used to always get concerned. Hey, fall camp who's not going to make it through fall camp but now with the guys coming in early in the summertime we just don't lose guys really we don't lose guys during fall camp you know they come in and they work hard lifting weights and they don't have that anxiety when fall camp starts about oh all these new guys i don't know what i'm doing because the offense defense and all this learning yeah so you can start teaching that that during the summertime Mm -hmm. you know but there's going to be some guys throughout um, their career that hey they want a different opportunity you know and that like the transfer portal is a big deal right now Yeah, transferring has been going on forever it's just very open and public now okay but there's going to be some guys you know that come here and and they probably don't develop like we thought they were going to and they get passed up on the depth chart and I'm fine If they want to look For a new opportunity Okay um, Some guys want to do it Too early nowadays So we really talk To those guys about You haven't given it The proper chance yet Mm-hmm There's other guys that They've just Maybe lost The love for the game Thought mm. they loved it Cause you gotta love Football to play Division 1 football Okay Cause of all the sacrifices You make And all the time Invested in. Yeah they probably lose it but it isn't a high percentage you know we'll a lot of our guys stick with our program i don't feel like we have a retention issue here in our program but there's going to be some yeah there's some great guys i helped two young men in our program they've been here um three years yeah they have two years of eligibility left and they just they walked on and we were we thought they'd maybe develop into a scholarship guy, and it didn't happen, and they have moved on. I think we found great places for them to play. I respect the coaches, where they're going, and they'll have a great experience, and that's what we want for everybody.
1: Wow. Oh, that's awesome. That's 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 great. I, uh, I think any of the young players, it's just like, come in, work, do your job, keep your head down. You, your results are going to they're going to shine on the field. I'm sure at some point, whether they're red shirting or if they're, they're waiting they're Like you said, when they put helmets on and you're out there viewing the field, you're viewing them not as people, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's, it's the results and what the techniques and um, yeah, no, cool. If you're, I got a question for you. And this was just kind of one that I asked someone else to, I had a question for you, but you're in a game. And I think it results to leadership and, and, um, but you're in a game, you're getting blown out, right? Um, what, do you, what do you tell them at halftime? If, if the first half just, you know, you went in like, hey, we can position ourselves really well. You know, I don't know if you play for every quarter, um, but if you're in a halftime, you got to talk to the guys, you got to prep them. What, what are you saying? What's a go-to or how do you regain focus with the team?
0: Yeah, you know, and that's always the difficult part whether you're ahead or behind at halftime how do you gauge that with your team and you know we we really want to stay in the moment mm. stay in the moment and what is it to go back out there and play to the best of your ability and keep the scoreboard out of it gosh you know we talk to our guys i talked to the recruits this year this way is we're we want to look at twenty twenty guys. What does that mean? When we watch you play, we shouldn't see a difference. When you love this game, whether you're twenty ahead or twenty behind, you should be playing at a high level with great effort and great focus. Because that's really what it's about: effort and focus. Yeah. So at halftime, let's say we're down. You know, twenty. I I don't yeah, know what you never. What's a... You're never going to have a great comeback. Okay. If you don't ever believe you can do it, you yeah. know, if you go back to the Super Bowl that Tom Brady came back yeah. when they beat the Falcons, you know, it never entered his mind, and he's great at mindset. When you watch certain guys that have done it for so long, it never enters his mind that he couldn't win that game, but he also knew that they had to do it one play at a time, one drive at a time. Mm-hmm. So. We always talk about after halftime, hey, the first score is really important mm-hmm. after this halftime break. Whether we're ahead or behind, because everything has settled down now and you're really starting over. Right. So that's how we approach it at halftime a lot. If we've been playing very well, we try to get our guys emotionally under control. And you should be excited if you're playing well, but. You got to have the right anxiety level or you aren't focused. Right. And that's the way you got to approach it if you're down. You know, I I shared with a high school coach one time. He said, You know, I coached at this one town and it was really difficult because the kids would get so down because they hadn't had much success. So, how do you ever get them to have a comeback win? Hmm. It's because they. They couldn't focus on their job. They were focusing on the scoreboard. You can't play well if you're focusing on the scoreboard. Yeah. It's the wrong thing because that's a result that isn't always in your control. Mm-hmm. But your job is in your control. Gotcha. You can focus on your energy and your effort yep. all the time. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's what you really want to talk to guys. You know, I always use the example, Zach Johnson. I never forget it. Yeah. When he won the Masters, he said, for some reason that day he did a great job of staying in the moment because you know who was creating roars on the course at Augusta was Tiger Woods and he goes I heard the roars but they didn't affect me I could just stay in the Mm. moment and from that day forward I talked about to our guys about staying in the moment you know golf and football a little different but there's some similarities. Sometimes in the Alaris Center, there's a huge roar. Yeah. Huge roar. And you can feel the energy and you gotta feed off it. Well, when we aren't doing well, there's nothing. Yeah. And you gotta you gotta get through that and stay in the moment and create some excitement and get that roar
1: back. So it helps us. Right. Yeah. That's uh that it's it it comes back to the mindset you wanna put yourself in and whether you're it really dictates the result that you're going to get. I mean, uh, the, the results up in the air, I'm sure, are just something that uh, do you pay a little attention to. Obviously, it changes your strategy depending upon what you're doing, but keep in the moment. I, lo- I love that, actually. And Because and kind of my next question was, you're going into a team. Maybe they're the bottom of the conference or something the team's all you know walk through we're gonna it'll be fine you know do you i know as a coach you don't feel that way but what do you what do you do to approach those games where you know it's just going to be a walk through, or you know just a,
0: yeah. a poor yeah. team most difficult games to coach i really believe that really you know and i like uh coach saban down at alabama i think he does an excellent job at at having his team playing at a high level Mm. no matter who the opponent is and it's really those are challenging though because of once again all the outside noise mom and dad know that Mm. we're the better team the media knows that we're the better team everybody's telling our guys that they're going to win the game and it is not automatic Because that team has pride, too. And that team plays with great energy and Mm -hmm. great focus. And those are sometimes the most difficult games to coach, to prepare for. Because whenever you're comfortable, you are not doing a great job. We talk to our guys about that. We cannot be comfortable. There's got to be a sense of purpose. And there should be anxiety. Hey, I want to play well. No matter who the opponent is. Mm. And but it happens. It happens in sports. And you know, I think in football we talk about, hey, you have really eleven or twelve opportunities guaranteed to you. How are we gonna earn the thirteenth game? Well, you better play well every week. Mm. Cause one of those games that you're supposedly supposed to win and you don't play well that can really hurt your chances of earning that playoff spot. Yeah. So we don't really approach any game that this is a game we should win. We approach every game like it's a playoff game. We need to win these games because in FCS football, you need to build a resume. You really want to win your conference because then you're the automatic bid into the playoffs. Yeah. But if you don't, you got to build a resume. So you get selected by a
1: committee. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, well, let's talk about the 2023 fall season's approaching. What, uh, where's the group at? Where, where, where do you think we're going this year? Because hopefully we're talking about that 13th game too, right? Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. You want to get in the tournament, you know,
0: and I get excited thinking about it, and I get excited yeah. thinking about our team. I, I love our team up to this point. I really felt we came back from the Christmas break in 2023 and had a really good focus and a sense of purpose. Good. Our winter workouts went well. I felt like we made progress in spring ball. We added some depth to our team. Yeah, you know, whenever you have transfers, you you know, those guys have done a really good job of fitting in, mm-hmm. working hard. and I think our team did a good job of hey, teaching them how we do things here at the University of North Dakota. So a lot of working parts there. We get got through spring ball. I felt like our summer workouts have gone well. We, you know, do some intermittent testing and our guys are getting stronger, getting faster, jumping higher. We just finished our first uh, session of summer training and then our guys get about uh, 12 days off. And then we start our second session. We'll have a bunch of new guys in and to be around the guys is really important. You know, we, we really try to create all kinds of opportunities for our guys to be around because you know if you're around each other you learn how to care for each other and love each other and and those things matter when you're building a team oh yeah when you have over a hundred guys on a team those things really matter you've got to spend time together it's no different than families eating together I mm-hmm. mean some of our best learning moments are when you sit down and when you're growing up yeah. eating as a family I know I was from a big family and We've gotten away from that a little bit in this Mm -hmm. day and age because we're so busy. We don't do it as much. And I think families are smaller. We don't have as large of families. And so I think we really need to create that within our team that these things are important. And we do a, we call it Gap Soldiers in the spring of the year. We have our guys come back. We pick eight captains, the coaches do, and they Uh draft teams. And then these teams compete against each other for volunteer hours in the community. Oh, cool. Get positive points for supporting other teams on campus. We get we do have negative points. So it teaches leadership and accountability and it's really helped. Travis Steps runs that part of our program for us. He gets really creative. You know, yeah. one Saturday morning, we're going to have yard game competition. <laughs> uh, another Saturday morning, we had an NBA competition, three-point shooting and free throw shooting. Oh, and, and really been a lot of fun and great yeah. for our teams. And they compete, and they get competitive uh, for the volunteer stuff. You know, we want to give so much back to Grand Forks and the surrounding communities because we know we get a lot yeah. from the community and we want to pack the Allaire Center, and we talk to our guys about that. Go yeah. out and do good in the community. Right. That's how we get, you know. People want to really want to root for guys that are doing great things. Yeah, and uh, our guys have bought into it, and they're doing a great job of that.
1: Well, if you. In business, I would reflect that too. It's like culture, you know, it's like we're even within my company, we have about 50 people, but it's like you're trying to just build this culture of people and and being like, I like how he always put being interested in them instead of just uh, everyone wanting to go away from that with technology entering the space. No one needs to talk to each other anymore. And um, yeah, you're building a culture and then it bleeds out in the community. These guys buy in. Then they're out in the community doing their thing and and you're going to get more people at the football games because they're going to buy into these athletes that are doing great things.
0: Yeah, no question. Just, um, uh, you know, go be a part of Special Olympics. What a great group of athletes
1: that you can have yeah.
0: a positive effect on in the community. And I'm always talking to, you know, we talk to our guys about leadership and I've tried to, uh, you know, Summertime is my time to do some extra reading, and because okay. it slows down a bit, and uh, I try to read as much as I can, and just really study leader, leadership, and you know, observe leaders. And the one thing that is just kind of knocks me in the forehead all the time is I love leadership more than management, because mm-hmm. there's a difference. You know, management is—I said I was an accounting major. Well. I don't really do backflips over budgeting and things like that. That's not my favorite thing to do. I know it's a necessary part of the job. Yep. But I love the leadership because leadership's touching the hearts of people and figuring out what makes them tick. Yeah. And teaching them, you know, to care for one another. And this is important, you know, and there's times that you just have moments that you can really be a great leader. You know, we had... Uh, we have unfortunate incidents that happen when we have over 100 guys, you know. but I talk to our guys about, hey, if somebody loses a relative, this might be the first time they've experienced yeah. that in their life. We need to be there for them. Yeah. And this is important. And it, if you're uncomfortable doing it, it doesn't matter because if you show them you care and say, hey, I'm thinking about you, that's all it takes for somebody to know that you really care about them. And that person is going to be all in at doing it for the next person when they see that they have had a hardship in their family, and and uh, we we really talk about that a lot, and and simple little things make somebody else make somebody else's job easier. Yeah, you know, uh, our locker room after games at the Alaris, I tell the guys all the time, hey, win or lose, we are picking up this locker room. Because I want that person that is in charge of cleaning up this locker room and come in and say, I'm going home earlier now because somebody else didn't leave a mess. Mm. And you know what? We do it on the road too. Oh, cool. We do it on the road. Nobody cleans up after us. And our assistant coaches are walking across campus some days and we're picking up cups because yeah. it's our home. Yeah. We want it looking We want it looking really good. Yeah. And if we're doing it, I think the players will just follow and, and really do a good job of that too. Yeah.
1: It shows who you are. It shows I mean you're in every aspect of your life, you, you can't just be really good at work and then suck at home. It's like you got yeah. you know what I mean? Like you, you wanna be where you are who are you are at home is really who you are in the world. And yeah. uh, it's when people aren't looking and and I love that. That's that's a that's a good piece. Um well what what what's with the off what, let's talk offense and defense for this year. What you know What's some of the focuses that you want to make sure that you hit on on the offense?
0: Yeah, you know, um, we always want to score more points, but, you know, to do that, we just feel like we got to be more explosive. Okay. And Danny Freund does a great job running our offense, and uh, we have a lot of fun playing offense. I think our guys really get into it, but, uh, you know, our offensive staff, we know we want to, you know, you always say, go in the game, you want to be balanced, run and pass, but sometimes... Doesn't work that way. We really want to uh, take advantage of what the defense has given us. Yeah, you know. So some days you might have to throw it more because <laughs> they're loading up to stop the run. Some yeah. days are they're, they're going to stop the pass. You got to run it more, and and you got to get a feel for that throughout the game. And mm-hmm. but uh, we're excited. You know, Tommy Schuster's back yeah. for another year. And yes, we felt like he took a good step last year mm-hmm. uh, and took his play to another level. We uh, have added some depth on the offensive line. Okay, you know, that group is always important, but we feel good about those guys. And Joe Pavlik has created a lot of, a lot of pride and in that room. And those guys take so much pride in their work. And we keep building depth, and we're excited to get the young guys in here to learn from the older guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that that group has to gel as a unit to play well and. And then we have our tight ends and fullbacks and uh, we have some new guys that are going to get some opportunities. You know, Adams Volney uh, has moved on with his uh, playing career and he caught a lot of balls for us. So we have some young guys that are seeing some opportunity to catch balls. We moved Quincy Vaughn from quarterback to tight end. Oh, wow. So he sees an opportunity to play more snaps. And so a lot of exciting things. Receiving core, you know, Bo Balquist is back. Okay. And... You know, he's caught a lot of balls for us, made a lot of big plays, but we feel guys like Jack Wright, Nate DeMontagnac, and guys like that are just really coming on and getting better. You know, Garrett Mogg graduated, and he has an opportunity with the Minnesota Vikings, which is awesome. Oh, cool. Tyler Hoosman has moved on, and he has a chance with the Chargers. Wow. will be in there camp when it starts here in july yeah that's
1: starting soon yeah Yeah, so we just yeah you know those
0: things are exciting for our program yeah offensively uh really excited about the group we have coming back and they're working hard and now we gotta have a good fall camp and get ready for that home opener
1: yeah let's go let's go i so schuster's gonna be throwing the ball a lot um down the field yeah <laughs> we gotta throw it down the field we gotta throw
0: it down the field we gotta throw it sideline to sideline yeah gotta run the ball you gotta make defenses defend the
1: entire field that really that really makes it difficult yeah. on defense let's go let's go um all right well i got a few questions as we wrap up here okay i'm excited about this season though um i gotta pay my best attention now that i know some of these players i'm buying in more because now i'm i'm Talking to more of the players, so it's like it, it, it's fun for me too. So I could see why. The, hopefully, the rest of the community that's listening to this—I mean, it's great stories, and, the, and they're making an impact. Uh, and we're going to beat the Bison too. Uh, this we got to do that. Yeah, we got to do. That. And they've done a very good job. You the, know, they and play their
0: best ball when they come up here. We got to do that. You know, or we, we go down and there, get them up here again. Yeah, exciting day. But we have so many more games before then. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that, that's a challenge for our program. But we've got to beat teams like South Dakota State and
1: North yeah. Dakota State if we want to get where we want to be. We're yep. going to eventually have to do that. Oh, we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, what? Uh, what's one of your biggest fears? Oh, what? I don't know if I deal with fear a whole lot.
0: Concerns. I have concerns. Always have concerns about uh, the health of our team. You know, I think the health. Plays a big part in seasons, no mm-hmm. matter who you are, no matter what level. Yeah. And I always feel like it's my job to keep our team healthy. You know, whether it's the workouts, I got to oversee that. Now, Coach Bockle, our strength coach, he's going to design them. But I got to find that right balance so our guys are really well prepared physically for games, mentally for games. How much contact and live action do you do mm-hmm. in fall camp, okay. getting your team ready, and just taking, them, taking care of them throughout the year, both physically and mentally, because mental health is important too.
1: So, so important. I Like I said, I think all these athletes are physically capable of doing whatever. It's the mental game of I'm having an off day, like you were mentioning, and and. Uh, yeah, not every day is going to be good. I promise you when you wake up one day, uh, even in entrepreneurship, it's it's difficult. There's yeah. days you don't like, ah, I'm going to quit. You know, it's like you can fail plenty of times. Just never quit on yourself. So that's what I usually tell younger entrepreneurs. Um, what's one of your uh, biggest regrets?
0: You know, back when I was um a younger coach, I should have dug in to learn an offensive football Mm. earlier. I think that would make me better right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just was so into the defense. And so, you know, that was my background. And Mm -hmm. I was so into it and probably didn't pay uh, enough attention to that. And then, uh, you know, I think um, looking back, um, you know, I have some regrets about, that life balance. Mm. Uh, I didn't get married till I was thirty six years old. Okay, and, and that was fine. Yeah, that was fine. But I was an older, older dad, and that's all fine. It's all good. Yeah, you know. But uh, just when my kids were younger, probably finding a better balance at times. You know, doing a better job of that. But there's no do overs, Mark. You can't. There's no do overs. But if you really press me on it, I think that would be one, and uh, you know I try to talk to our coaches about that. Now and saying, hey, find the right balance. Yet some days I might ask you to be here, and we got to figure it out how to make it work too. But we got to be smart about it too.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll 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 get that offense dialed in. Don't worry, you'll you'll be a master of it. Well,
0: that's why you hire guys like Danny Freund. He <laughs> yeah. runs the offense. Right,
1: right, yeah. yeah. That's why. Hire for your weaknesses. You got to hire really good people. There you go. Yeah. And
0: even on defense, we got really good people too. Oh, yeah. I just feel like I have more knowledge there and, and can have more input on that side.
1: Right, yeah. Well, no, that's, 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 that's a great way to put it. Uh, one last question. What does unfollow the herd mean to you? Unfollow the herd.
0: I've never paid attention to that phrase.
1: That is that on social media somewhere? No, I, I made it up just oh. now for you. Unfollow the herd. What, what would that mean to you if if you just had that as a theme? Okay. Okay, that, that
0: would mean this to me. It'd be do your own thing, stay true to yourself. If you believe in what you're doing, you've got to feel confident and not worried about the critics Mm. that's
1: that's what it would mean to me yeah don't follow what everyone else wants for you yeah if you did everything the media told you they'd be satisfied but you probably wouldn't have the best results is my guess
0: yeah it'd be really hard to be happy yeah because you can't you just can't satisfy everybody right you just can't you gotta you know my number one job is to take care of the team the
1: to the best of my ability and I got to stay true to that. Yeah. Well, if you try to be if you try to be the person that everyone else wants you to be or their version of you, you know, it's like you're not being yourself. You're not doing the way well, we hired you to be a football <laughs> coach and 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 to lead charge. Um I was going to we we should probably put in the intro of this uh, his his gritty dance coming into <laughs> the <laughs> that was uh, I think I watched that like 10 times like dang I think he pulled that off you practice that?
0: I have improved but it's still not where it needs to be (laughs) I I have to say I have improved I even uh, one time it was a year ago one of the guys up front in the locker room said coach you're getting better (laughs) I go that's good because we we had a lot of room to improve but we have a lot of fun with it it came about it was the spring season. Uh, Danny Freund, you know, we won the first game yeah. in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. He comes out of the coach's box. We're going across the turf. He says, Coach, you got to do the gritty. I go, What's the gritty? He said, I'm going to teach you in the hallway before <laughs> you go in. You just got to do it. So I said, Okay, I'm going to do it. It was not what we're looking for, but we're having a lot of fun with it. You got to have fun. Too, that's, a, you know. that's what I love about you.
1: You have fun. Oh, yeah, you got to have fun. Yeah. 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 It's too hard not to have fun. No, yeah, we have fun. I, I appreciate you having me on, Bubba. Um, thank you so much. Um, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed with Bubba and talked about leadership. I think there's some key points that you anyone can take away. Just make sure you go back and review and make sure you're watching the 23 football team go and destroy right. some stuff. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Appreciate it, Bubba.